podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, it's Cammy here with Heart and Hand Extra. That's right, we are back. The international football break is finally over and we are now getting back to the proper stuff. It's a pleasure to speak to you as always on a Thursday. And joining me on today's Extra is the ever-lovely Marina Banatine. Marina, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Cammy. How are you? I'm all good, I'm all good. Are you glad the international break is now over and we're getting back to seeing the Rangers uh, on Saturday afternoon against Dundee United? Definitely, I'm very excited. Saturday. Excellent. Marina, before we get into that, let me ask you a question. Now, this is going to sound a little bit as if I'm doing some future planning. However, what would you like for Christmas? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, Alan McGregor? Ah, okay. Um, so let's say you already had Alan McGregor. What else would you like for Christmas? Alan strikes me as a man who likes to be well-groomed. So maybe something that keeps him trim and tidy. Okay, excellent, because I'm really pleased to tell you that Support for Heart and Hand is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped have just launched within the UK, and they've brought out a fantastic new trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. Yes, that's really what it's called, folks, and believe me, I can't believe that either. However, um, it gives you with a premium shave, which also gives you a 90-minute battery, so a fantastic um, premium battery involved within it, and including an LED light, and also it has 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Now, that might all sound a bit far-fetched for uh, young Alan. However, I can also tell you as well, Marina, that we've got a fantastic offer that if you use the code RANGERS at manscaped.com, you'll not only get free shipping, but 20% off. How does that sound? Sounds like a bargain. I might read a sign. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code RANGERS, that's in capital letters, R-A-N-G-E-R-S, at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping and use the code RANGERS, and it's time to shave those balls. That sound good, Marina? Sounds great. Excellent. Well, we'll keep that in mind once you snag young Alan. And by the way, I would say this as a, as a very big compliment to you. You could get him. Oh, thank you. I know. Is it presumptuous if I if I go ahead and buy the, the manscaper? Well, you may as well, because listen, if he just rocks up one night and, you know, you obviously look to seal the deal and then it looks like as if loads of spiders are trying to crawl out his boxers, you can just point him in the direction of the bathroom and then 90 minutes later he'll come back clean as a whistle. We're not here to necessarily talk about um, Alan's Sean Scrotum. We're here to talk about the Rangers. And um, before we get into the preview of the Dundee United game, also some big news which came out within the last 24 hours um, from uh, MyJers fans forum um, regarding the recent uh, the recent issues with Castoa um, attending the forum uh, where James Bisgrove, commercial director, one of his staff members, Natalie Nairn, um, Greg Marshall, Rangers SLO, and also Andy Cole, um, directly from Castor as well. Now, Marina, um, we weren't involved in the, in, the, in the forum. However, I'm pleased to say that one of our podders, and actually your better half from your show on our Patreon network, Blue Scarves On, Caroline Morrison was there. And in our daily update today, 
uh, Caroline took the opportunity to speak to David to provide some feedback about what's happened. Now, to paint that picture, um, before we go into the forum last night, Marina, I kind of want to go back a little bit of a step and say that this is something which I think really had to happen because through various different outlets, whether it's in social media or knowing people who have been affected, one of whom, by the way, was Caroline because she had a real uh, disaster in getting her um, home kit delivered. Um, I think this has been an important thing that's had to happen because there's been some real failings here. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's disappointing. Like a lot of mistakes have been made and it is disappointing that something we were so excited about um, that is slightly that's taken the shine off it. But at the same time, and I know it's easy for me to say because I haven't been affected by anything personally. Um, I'm quite an optimistic person. But and I, and I can understand I can completely empathize with all the, the people who have had issues, all of our fans who've suffered um issues with their like with their orders. But um and although there had been silence for a while, they are engaging with fans now. Um, hopefully there'll be more, more of these. And maybe this is something that we wouldn't, like I can't imagine Adidas or, sorry, I don't know if it's, but I can't imagine any of the bigger brands. Like this is one of the benefits of, I know it's hard to see the benefits just now. One of the benefits of being with Castor that um, I think like for Caroline to be sitting there yesterday talking to like one of the heads Obviously, it wasn't the. I can't remember his title. Yeah, the oh, oh yeah, Andy's title. Yeah, I think he was like he's he's part of the customer service director. I think. Yeah, yeah. So for him to be sitting there with ten fans, um, obviously it was through Zoom because of COVID restrictions, but um, I think that's a nice touch, and it was necessary. But hopefully, it's continued. Yeah, so um, I think, first of all, the reason as to why, and it was completely random, by the way, uh, people had had been asking us in the run-up to the week, you know, if we were going, and, and we were not going as a representation of, of, of fans media or, or, you know, the Heart and Hand platform or anything like that, Caroline legitimately got picked just, just very randomly, but... Um, I'm actually really glad, uh, really glad that Caroline was one of the guys picked because, again, like I say, her experience had been really poor, um, I think that the forum was long overdue. Yes, it's a big benefit for MyJers members to be able to provide direct feedback, exactly as you say, Marina, um, to not only the club, but to Castor as well and be able to say what's going on. Now, to give you some some explanation of kind of what's happened and how that meeting was conducted, um, the aim was that the meeting was going to take about an hour and a half and it overran by 45 minutes. And there's a slight... Um, that might sound like as if it's just turned into like loads of guys moaning. In actual fact, what Caroline reported back, Marina, was that you know everyone involved was happy for it to overrun if that was the case and that was the case because I think one thing that we've been crying out for here is and some of the, the basic failings that Castor have had is it's just about listening. And if you do any kind of customer service role, you'll know if you've got an irate customer in front of you Yes, you can fix the problem, but one of the big things, Marina, is just having that opportunity to have your say and to have someone listen and to have them care. And that's been a big gap, I think, in terms of what we've seen within the last few weeks from Castor. Absolutely. Um, that, that was the main issue, isn't it? Because everyone wants this to go well. Um, people don't want the issues. And a, a lot of people who were having issues, that was exactly their point, that they tried to contact Castor 
and they did no response. Um, so the outcome of last night, or what was explained last night, was um, that they, they just completely, they, they weren't prepared on the customer service side and they, they've now increased their customer service team. Um, the size and they're I think they're responding to people within 24 hours or they should be um that's that's what they've got re recorded so if you haven't had a response then you should get one within 20 or, or try again you'll get it within 24 hours um and, and there's also Greg um Caroline said that Greg had mentioned that um even he had seen like a decrease in, in people contacting him or liaising with him. So, yeah, it, it was certainly the communication. They fell back there. There, there were mistakes that were kind of, I guess, out of their hands, um, trusting outsourcers, um, COVID, um, and then there's things that, that, that they, I guess, they, they are accountable for. Well, they're accountable for all of it, but um, these things, yeah, just not having a big enough customer service department. Yeah. And, and and I think that that's really that that's a kind of key point which I think came out of last night was um Castor have now pretty much said what I think a lot of us thought and suspected at the beginning was despite the warnings and despite the the the, the kind of advice given and a little bit of forewarning as to regards what was going to happen, they were basically overwhelmed by what the response was. Now that information started to come out of the club a few weeks ago. And that pretty much kind of resonates with the idea of, you know, if you expect to sell X amount of kits, right? You've got a kind of top level headline that you say, you know, dream world, this is where we're at. And to give you an idea of, of, of you know, the, the, the level of our fan base and investment that's been put into the, the, the kit manufacturer, that headline figure, that dream figure was absolutely surpassed. So I think what you sort of now kind of come out and said is that they, they, they just couldn't handle it. And when, when things started to go wrong, the challenge that you had with this was putting the train back on the tracks. Now, that's not to say that any of this is excusable. It's not. But they've been completely overwhelmed by what's happened. And exactly as you say, Marina, they've, they've doubled their customer service team now, which they've had to do, which they probably didn't expect to have to do, but it's been necessary. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was that there was quite a bit of a of an obvious humility, I think, from Andy Cole at Castor last night to say, you know, we've got it wrong, but we're trying to fix it. And it kind of feels a bit frustrating, I think, Marina, that maybe they could have just said that a few weeks ago. And I think most fans um, would have been happy with that because I think, you know, we're pretty understanding. You hit the nail on the head. We want this to work. But I think that the other big lesson I've learned from this is, you know, there's no point in you holding a silence that's just going to create a, or create a vacuum that people are just going to throw rumours into. It. And whether that's Rangers fans or Celtic fans, trying to wind up Rangers fans, you know, a vacuum only gets filled one way and that's usually with misdirection and rumours and misunderstanding. Castor could have just dealt with that head on a number of weeks ago. There's there's nothing worse than not being listened to, especially when you have a genuine complaint and it's not something you want to complain about. Um, it's just a horrible experience for the customer. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, like, They've learned from that and they are trying to, to fix things. Um, they completely underestimated, although they were warned, warned by heart and hands as well, for high demand. Rangers fans, once again, sold out all their season tickets during during a um, COVID pandemic. Um, once again, we just 
surpassed all expectations or succeeded all expectations. Um, the, so yeah, I guess all they can do is learn from it. What um, Andy did say, or Caroline said, Andy said, um, was that Castor, what, what really stings with them or what hurts them is when people say that it's just Rangers fans, um, that Castor are taking advantage of Rangers fans and their, their famous loyalty, um, because that is not the case. And it might seem like that, and you can understand why as fans we'd feel that way, especially because that loyalty that we have um, for our team, it has been taken advantage of in the past. Um, okay, quiet, Charles Green, Mike Ashley. We've been burned so many times before and maybe this was starting to feel like another time, but I, I do think this is different because they are communicating with us. And I guess, I know it doesn't help when you're still suffering and I completely emphasise when, when you're still like get things missing or being sent faulty things, but they didn't need to do that last night. And I, I, they certainly are trying to, it sounds as though, although I guess I'm, I'm easily, but it, it sounds like they are trying to fix it and they do want to fix it. And this is a five year relationship we're going to have. Um, so hopefully it's just teething problems and it gets better. Yeah, listen, I think, that, and that's that's a big thing, right? And I think that you kind of have to look at it from, from a perspective of, of, I don't know how you want to call it, if you want to call it goodwill, if you want to say, like, you know, we'll give you another chance. Now, I totally understand, and it's not the job of this platform in terms of heart and hand or myself or Marina or anyone else involved to say that someone is right or wrong in terms of how they now feel about any kind of form of negative experience they've had with Castor. But what I do believe is that no one wanted this to fail from, anyone who's a Rangers supporter right from the get-go said, no, I hope it falls in its arse. I don't think that happened whatsoever. I think what Castor now have to do is, is uh, and you kind of touched on it there, and it's, it's another great point, making basic errors, like when they started to put it out to outsourcers, because again, they were overwhelmed with demand. They put it out to an outsourcer that they had never used before. Um, they started to produce really low-quality school jumper tops, um, which obviously got, you know, really publicly embarrassing for Castor. They not only immediately said, if you have bought one of these, then we will immediately give you a refund. They've given all of the rest of those tops away now. I think they've now been donated to charity or something, I think, in terms of what's happened with that. But they've then had to really step up their quality assessment side of things. So they'll now start doing quality assessment um, for any uh, partner material which is which is then produced, whether it's tops or shorts or whatever. Um, and again... Marina, I think that that's another lesson learned that, you know, if, if you do need to be able to go into a working partnership and take an outsourcer into, you know, your, your agreement or whatever, their commitment has to match your commitment because they are basically, in all literal senses, producing your brand for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I guess in that way, it's when you see it's a new company that they've it's a learning curve, curve for them. Unfortunately, at our expense, our, our fans' expense. But um, yeah, it's just mistakes. And like they, they hopefully won't repeat again, or hopefully they can learn from. Um, but I, I genuinely believe that they will. That they do want, like obviously as well. This is their reputation. We're their first, like football club to be to be. Um, like to make the kits for and I'm sure they want to do it further so they they want this to go well from a business 
side as well, not just a personal side. Yeah, and, and maybe, like you say, I mean, from that perspective, that's where, I mean, it does, you know, there is definitely a mix in terms of where there's some basic errors here and there's, there's errors which could only have been um, found out you know, when you get into the proper mechanisms of being able to try and go through something of this kind of level of demand. You're absolutely right. They do want to be able to get into to working with other other clubs. Um, I don't believe for a single minute, however, that any other clubs outside one of the top tiers are going to be able to replicate the level of investment that we've just put into them in terms of the amount of merchandise that we bought. One other thing that, that kind of came out as well that... Um, was 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 interesting as well, Marina. That that Caroline had spoken to David about today on the update was that um, they did have options in terms of doing home kits and then doing a limited sale, release, launch, etc. And then seeing as to how that worked, and then in turn looking to be able to try and do other, um, you know, like the away kit, third kit, etc. And, and what they what the what the option they took was the opposite. They wanted to to take. Uh, a big bang approach and been able to really go with it and then take it from there. And again, I think it comes back to uh, a, a focus on maybe just biting off more than you can chew. But there's no way to to do a dry run of these things. You're right, we told them and we gave them that kind of warning. But until the proof was actually in the pudding, um, that's where some mistakes kind of came out the back of it. And I think that they, they spoke yesterday with, with the fans group to talk about you know, next season kits, the the hundred and fiftieth anniversary. So the the onus now is back on them to show that they've they've learned from this experience and avoid it at all costs next time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the and I, I can imagine if they had have went for the sort of drip approach to start as fans, we would be like, oh, when's the next top coming out? We want we want this, we want that. Um, in hindsight, but hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? In hindsight, yeah, it probably should have been that way. But we've just been so desperate to have a shop and to be able to buy all these things that we haven't been able to do, um, kind of last year, but then that turned sour. Um, and I guess that's a positive. We now have a shop. We're now getting, uh, well, we now have a shop at Ibrooks, um, and hopefully more. And the line, I'm sure, um, like that's something that Caroline mentioned today as well. Um, a good, we've got a good deal with Castor, where a lot of the money is, is going back into the club. So, um, it's it's really, and I'm I'm not telling anyone. Sorry, like just focus on the positive. I don't, cause cause that that's not the case. Um, your priority should be the the product that you've paid for. And for, it to be, and for it to be up to Rangers standard, we all know that we have very high standards. We have high standards of the team. We have high standards, anything to do with Rangers. So, but yeah, hopefully there are positive and hopefully there'll be more to come. Or there are positives and hopefully there'll be more to come. And um, I'm sure, like, ne- the whole COVID thing as well, um, next year will be better. Um and, yeah, that, I guess it's up to them to prove that to us. I think it's interesting, as you kind of touched on there, um, the next kind of phase in terms of what Castor are looking at as well is to be able to try and come back out uh, with, uh, with with range of shops in different locations. So they were looking um, at, you know, another couple within Glasgow. There's looking at one up north. There's one coming across in Belfast. Um, they obviously, Castor obviously have their existing stores at the moment, so they are obviously selling range of stops within there. Um, 
I think that it's, there's a big positive to come from the the, the idea, Marina, though, that we're continuing to promote that as a brand. We had 15 players out on international duty across the course of the last couple of weeks. And that, for me, is is almost kind of getting back to a degree of normality after everything that we've kind of gone through. Um, but being able to actually go into ranger shops and stuff, doing it at your own stadium, which I know anyone listening to this that's not aware of Rangers' journey, not aware of the kind of recent history, might sound like, well, that's a given. It really hasn't been. But being able to continue to, to, to see other shops being opened and make them more accessible for fans, again, like you say, I think that's just, it's, it's a really positive news story for the for the whole brand, I think. Definitely. Okay. Um, the other most important thing, and, and this was something that I, I really and I'm being totally serious now, wanted to hear about this, is the issue regarding not only the kids' kits has been looked at, that is going to be the next step in terms of being able to try and get the junior stuff. That's important, but the mega, mega important stuff is they are looking into ducks. They are going to be bringing the ducks back into the ranger shop. Um, David has one, Ronald Duck Boa. I have one as well, but I didn't name him. I wanted to maybe try and do some sort of, you know, Kyle Lafferty type approach couldn't do that it was too difficult um, but I'll definitely be buying some more when they when they come into stock Yes apparently um, Andy from Castor said that Rangers fans um, he's noticed are, they are aware of our obsession for rubber ducks um, so yeah that's, that's in the pipeline very exciting and I think I think that's the thing. It's our, our thirst for for the Rangers badge on on things. Something that like you and I would have experienced as children, like having our Rangers stuff, and and that a lot of kids these days have missed out on, and the smaller things. So yeah, it's good that. But the main thing, rubber ducks, of course. Rubber ducks, yeah, rubber ducks are coming back to it. Now, a joke, obviously. There's far more important things going on in the world apart from Al McGregor's balls and, you know, um, rubber ducks in the bath. Now, what I would also say is, I, I do want to come back to this point because I do think that it's very, very important that the dialogue in terms of what we've offered um, Castor and, and more importantly, what's happened recently with regards uh, 1872 because 1872 did come out and say, you know, we gave the club an opportunity to talk about this. Um We've given Castor the opportunity to talk about this uh, and, and both were kind of pretty much snubbed. Um, there was mention in terms of being able to try and do a forum like this as well, but Castor and Rangers do have options and they do have different platforms that they can go to. 1872 is a massive stakeholder in the club. Uh, they have a, a huge number of members um, between ourselves, Mark's site, Follow Follow, um, Stevie Clifford, the four lads have a dream. Uh, we were all very supportive of the launch kind of going forward. Um, my hope is, and I really do sincerely mean this, if anyone from the club or custodian are listening, is just use us when you get asked to be able to try and come on and, and speak to guys from 1872. No one's, you know, it, it's not like you'll walk out the room, you know, bloodied and battered. We want to just talk to you and have a dialogue and understand answers and ask the questions and, and kind of do what you did last night. But we can give you that opportunity. So I think, again, from our perspective, we've highlighted these things, Marina. We've said we want to talk to you. Uh, and my real sincere hope is that that becomes an opportunity kind of going forward so that, um, you know, we get to have a better back and forth and a better rapport with Castor and with the club when things like this happen. It's what we said before, it's people listening. Yeah, it's, as you said, it's like rebuilding that trust and reputation. It's up to them to prove 
So um, yes, improve your customer service team. They've done that. And next thing I get and send out quality products, hopefully ticking that off with the 100% quality check. Um, and then liaise with, with the fans as you can. So um, hopefully they, they will have a meeting or they will like, so that I think the manager, it was asked last night, um, like why Club 1872 weren't, weren't invited. And it's because that was for my Jairus fans. That was a, a unique experience for my Jairus fans. And um, so I'm sure there will be, um, like they'll start communicating with the fan media or the, the shareholders at Club 1872. So I, I guess if, if they do that, then, you know, we can see that they are, they are trying to, to communicate with us and they are trying to fix these issues. Well, the only the only thing that will resolve that um, will be work, you know, the effort to be able to try and put into it, and also time, um, and we'll have to see as to what happens and stuff as well. And my hope is, and I, I do genuinely mean this, I've been very, very fortunate in the fact that I haven't had to go through any of the the negative experiences. Marine, obviously, you've said that you've been you've been in the same boat as myself in in terms of you know you bought products, you know you really like them, um, you know good service, all that kind of stuff. That's fine. I'll totally understand that. What I really genuinely hope is that we get the chance to be able to try and make up for the people who have had those really negative shit journeys. Um, and if they can turn that attitude around and and, and the, those fans are willing to be able to allow Castor to be able to try and make it up to them, I think that's a big point as well. And only Castor can do that. It's not the fans' responsibility to make sure that those standards that you mentioned earlier on, Marina, are met because it's Rangers. We hold everything to that high regard, exactly as you said. Um, Castor have to do that. The club have to do that. Um, and as I say, hopefully time will tell um, because there is a, a very, very receptive fan base who have put their money in their pockets. Um, a great deal, it has to be said, at a time of my jail's um, opportunities coming out to be able to try and join that and put money into the club to joining up and, and renewing season tickets yet again, selling out. A, a fantastic, great, um, you know, great news story there. Buying kits, buying kits as well for, for not just yourself, but the family members as well. Um, you know, we're willing to do it. Um, but don't make us regret it if it goes badly. So again, like I say, let's let's hope that they get the opportunity to turn that around and do so. Okay, well that's Castor. That's one issue dealt with, and and again, like I say, that's that's something which I think was a really important topic that I wanted to cover um, on on today's extra. Um, but we are also looking forward to Dundee United coming to Ibrox on um, Saturday afternoon, Marina, and uh, going to be an interesting one, I think. Um, we haven't heard a whole load of updates in terms of obviously players coming back from international duty and any existing injuries. The expectation is obviously Jermaine Defoe and Nikola Katic are still out. We have not heard any confirmed news yet on Joe Aribo. Um, his injury is always the Rangers curse. Seven to ten days actually means about a month. Um, always happens to Rangers. Um, and there is rumours, uh, Marina, circulating today that apparently Borna Barisic may have picked up a knock and there is uh, possibly a chance he may miss um, Saturday afternoon's games. Now, um, I want to ask you a little bit about this because obviously there's been a huge focus uh, on our um, start to the season, specifically around clean sheets. Um, it's been absolutely magnificent. It's record-breaking. We're going to set new Scottish records if we are able to do so against Dundee United on Saturday afternoon. Um but Borners have been a big part of that defence, and and he, he does leave a significant a significant hole in it. If um, if as I say he has to miss the game, would you feel comfortable uh, with Calvin Bassey being able to come in? And is that maybe a lot of pressure to put on a young guy who's not had a load of game time yet, 
because uh, Bond is a difficult guy to, to remove out the team. But yeah. again, like I say, with that focus in the clean sheets. I know. Barisic is one of our best players, so it's fixtures to fill. Um, but I am quite keen to see Bassey. Um, there's that added. I, I think it's amazing that we have kept these clean sheets. But when we're missing one of our main players, I think as long as we're winning the game, it doesn't really matter if we let in some goals or if we keep a clean sheet. So um, I, I hope he's not feeling well. Of course, sorry, I'll talk about that that standard that we expect for Rangers. Yep, I want a clean sheet on his debut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, know, I was feeling myself a little bit unstaunch there. Um, yeah, just as well as just a wee team like Dundee United, I guess, if he has to start. I think that's I think that's an important thing, and you do have a really good point. I, I, I do understand why people have got a special place of hatred in their heart for Dundee United, because I am exactly the same. But I do want to put them to one side. Um, there has been um, a little bit of a mixed start to, to the, the season for Dundee United. Um, they have pretty much, I think, um, been very hampered. Uh, by the the absence of uh, Lauren Shankland, who obviously was was instrumental in being able to, to get them out of the championship and then obviously being awarded promotion. Um, I say awarded, given, you know, defaulted, I suppose, maybe another way of being able to try and put it. Um, but it has been a bit of a mixed start. Um, they got an absolute tonking in their last uh, league game um, at Kilmarnock. Um, they've put in some decent performances, I think, though, Marina. They're starting to kind of find their feet a wee bit, but Anyone involved at Dundee United and anyone who's been there for a period of time um, know that coming to Ibrox is a huge game and playing against Rangers is a big game in the, in the, the eyes of the Dundee United players. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think your mentality's spot on. I think we have to treat them with a level of disdain. Uh, and although three points is the absolute necessity, um, a clean sheet is a very welcome bonus, but I think both are very achievable. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even... Shankland's a, a really good player. Obviously, and apparently a footballer once told me that you play better against the team you support. He, he's a, is he a Rangers fan? Is he confirmed? Have I just assumed that because of the, the ongoing links with us? I don't know. I, I think there's always been kind of those kind of links with us. I've heard that and I've heard other yeah. things as well. And it, it, it kind of all feels a bit in the kind of rumour mill and stuff as well. Because as you say, we've always kind of had some, some kind of links with them. But that ties into... Obviously, Alfredo potentially leaving at some point as well. So it looked like as if that could have happened. But I, I don't know that for, for certainty. Yeah, actually, once I said it, I was like, I'm not sure. I've just read that on, on forums and not actually, like, don't know it for a fact. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's Dundee United. I, I really, well, obviously I wish I was going to all the games, but I really wish I was going to this game. Um, But I'm really looking forward to it. And absolutely, I have a lot of, it's, it's quite a long list, I guess, of teams in Scotland that I have disdain for, but Dundee United are certainly there. Um, one thing that is quite interesting is that, um, and we will come on to this in just a minute, um, but uh, the, the Dundee United manager, Mickey Mellon, came out today to announce that Shankland was fit and could play. However, he's not being sold at this point in time. No one's tried to come into it. Um, it's a far, far, far smaller scale um, because, you know, you're, you're kind of comparing a Rolls-Royce and a Fiat Panda, but there's very stark similarities, I think, in terms of what we've had to deal with with Alfredo Morelos and Steven Gerrard constantly been asking about transfer bids coming in um, because as soon as you start scoring goals in Scotland and you start becoming a bit of a prolific striker, usually a big club is there, or Celtic, 
um, to come in and, and potentially snap you up. Um, I think if he plays, then he could be a danger, but then he has missed pretty much all of the start of the season. Um, I don't know if it's just a case of, you know, he may feature, but Dundee United will come and they'll have to try and turn around and stop this rot that they've kind of got into and having been trounced off at Kilmarnock 4-0. Um, I think that they'll try and open up a bit. I don't know if it'll be a quite a, a, a tight defence and, and they'll just sit in and, um, and try and hold it out for a draw. I, I think that they'll try and open up and try and be a wee bit more expansive. Mm, interesting. I don't know. I just pictured it all. Like most teams just um, play really defensive against us and the past couple of years it has worked, unfortunately. Um, so I guess I can't really blame the teams when they do that. But yeah, it would, be, it would make a more interesting game to watch if they do open up a bit. And hopefully we're, we're starting to kind of overcome that issue anyway. Like being really defensive, touch wood, isn't working against us anymore. Or it isn't working for the, the teams. So like we can, we're still opening them up. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play. Obviously, I don't, like, I have no doubts that this will be the best game that they play. This, this season so far, like they'll, they'll play their best because um, they always do. I feel like teams always do raise a game against strangers. So just need to wait and see. But I don't know. Do you think? How do, do you think? How do you think they'll play? So I think they'll try and come out at us. But then I think you've hit the nail on the head because of how defensively teams have played against this, especially Ibrox. Um, that um, we, we've worked better and we've we've learned how to be able to try and break down those really tight-knit defences and when the box is really crowded uh, with so many players in trying to, to to do whatever they possibly can just to simply get the ball away from their, uh, their own goal, then uh, I think we've done far better at being able to, to to try and break some of that stuff down recently. One thing which is really interesting and certainly been a continual topic um, of, of debate is the fact that we're obviously playing the game behind closed doors. Um and there isn't that pressure on the team when fans start to get frustrated and voice that frustration. Um, news coming out today, Marina, uh, that the likelihood is that the planned test events of which Dundee United uh, was um, being considered as, as, as one of the games um, is now no longer being considered. However, um, the Celtic game uh, at Ross County and also the Aberdeen game um, are being... Uh, They've been given the green light to go ahead uh, to be able to try and have a number of fans in there. But then thereafter, it looks like at the very earliest, we won't have fans in the stadium until probably mid-October. I don't think we're going to see fans in stadium wholesale probably until next year at this rate now. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we're playing them mid-October. Um no, is, is this a degree of paranoia that comes out with you, Marina, when it says that <laughs> Aberdeen and Celtic, two teams who were already given COVID-related punishments, now are going to allow fans back in the stadium? <laughs> I mean, not to say paranoia, but yeah, I was just fully expecting that either that game will be moved if fans aren't allowed in, or fans will be allowed, somehow be allowed in for that game. Um, and they'll do another test then, or it will coincide. I don't know. It just it does it does make you a bit paranoid, doesn't it? I, I, hate, I know it's not a trait of our Rangers fans, but um, the past few years, you know, you you do tend to question a lot of things. You do, and um, I suppose it's you know what uh, Peter Lawwell wants. He, he he tends to get when the SFA and the SPFL are involved with him. Um, anyway, 
let's um, focus a little bit more on, on obviously how we're going to play, which is um, I'm curious to get your, your kind of thoughts on uh, whether or not we will see Alfredo Morelos uh, return to the Rangers lineup on Saturday. Um, we are likely still going to be missing Cedric Itton uh, with his injury. Uh, we don't think that he's going to be able to be considered for selection, but uh, Alfredo is fit, good to good to go. You're Stephen Gerrard, Marina. Do you do you start him on Saturday afternoon? No, last time I said no, but I guess that was that was Hamilton away on a plastic pitch. Um, we're still playing. We're still paying his wages, aren't we? So, yeah, play him. Um, I, I'm completely going around in what I said last time, but he's not been sold yet. Two weeks later, he's still not been sold. Um, yeah, yeah, play him, start him. We're paying his wages. And I think the last time as well, was just getting a bit thick. Like, that's the problem with Morelos. You can't, like, when he's playing, he's playing well. He's a 10, he's amazing. But um, you just can't depend on that or you can't rely on him because you don't know how it's going to be. You don't know how he's going to be. I remember Adam said that about another player on a post-match or something earlier on in the season, um, that they were like a 10, um, but they can also be like a 3, but what you really, what ideally you want is a consistent 7. I can't remember who he was talking about, but that's kind of how I feel about Morelos. I think, it, yeah, th- there's there's a big question, and I think that we, we, we kind of have to look at, I agree with you, we, we, if we if we put him on the bench, um, going on the assumption he's involved within the squad on Saturday, and we put him on the bench, you're still talking about a £20 million asset. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you do you look at okay? Well, maybe we have to consider how we we utilise him. So if we are struggling to be able to get um, you know a, a winning goal, is that the guy that you bring on with thirty minutes to go and and let him run rampage? Because you're exactly right when he's in the mood for it and he's hungry, then he's 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 unplayable at times. But then at the same point, I think that the manager has said before his head's been turned, but then, you know, he dropped him, has been training well, and we know the the importance that, that the manager places within players to train well. He then came back into the squad after doing really well at training, um, so he absolutely deserved his place. Um, but I think you I think you play him. I think you have to be able to try and get him involved for, for if not all, at least a, a big a big chunk of the game. And I'm happy to say that, you know, if he scores a hat-trick by half-time and we take him off, then that's fine because he's done his job. Um, but the most important thing is that you're right, if we if we have him there and he's, he's an asset to us uh, and we need to use him, that we use him. Is that fair? Yeah, I think if he's playing well, he will absolutely tear Dundee United apart. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Okay, well, what I'll do before I let you go, Marina, is I'm going to, again, put you back in the spot, as I so enjoy doing that, um, and give me a score prediction. And if you want to, you can tell me who's going to score your goals for you as well. Um, I got this right the last time for Hamilton. Um, so I'm going to say 4 now. Nice, okay. Um, yeah. So Kent, um, well, last time I said Brandon Barker, didn't I? I don't know whether to keep keep like going with that until... Yeah, I guess like seeing as there's a theme of shaving or bald. Like. <laughs> you wanna you wanna give it the honorary mention to Brandon Barker and his <laughs> somewhat questionable haircut, I think is okay fair enough. Okay, so you've got Kent Barker, who else? Um Alfie, Alfie double, of course. Okay, excellent. I like that. So all of those players that you've just mentioned, no doubt will get injured tomorrow. Um <laughs> that's just the luck that we have. I, I think you've got a, a very optimistic outcome very positive i really like it um i will go i'll go three nil not slightly as optimistic but i enjoy the fact that we're both gonna have clean sheets and i'll i'll say kamar roof 
I'll give Georgie Hadji, uh, Georgie Hadji, yeah, Georgie Hadji, he's our new signing, Yanis Hadji, and uh, who else will I pick? I'll pick, I'll pick Calvin Bassey. If Calvin Bassey plays, oh. I'm going to say that he's going to score. There you go, that's, that's to give the lads some encouragement as well. That'd be nice, yeah. Okay, grand. Well, listen, we've mentioned it a couple of times um, throughout today's show, but please, if you would like to hear more of this, um, please check out our Patreon site, which is uh, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Um, you'll be able to get up to uh, four or five shows a day. The, the value for money is absolutely fantastic. Um, not uh, like a similar uh, launch of a football podcast, which has just come out, um, which has former... Um, what's the best way to say it, um, punch bag of uh, this here network, Graham Spears, um, who has now decided that 10 years after we started doing it, that podcasts might be worth something and has now launched a Scottish football podcast for £2.40 a month and you'll get between four and six shows a month. Marina, we couldn't be that lazy if we tried. I don't know. Uh, Caroline, I haven't done a blue scarf in a while, so I, unfortunately on this occasion I can't um, question James Spears' work ethic. But I think that that's still too many. I'd rather pay, pay the money and not have those shows. Sexually yeah. Too many. yeah, absolutely. I'd rather pay the money so that I didn't have to listen to them. However, um, you know, Graham's record of success, um, having been managed out of practically every job he's ever held, uh, I'm sure we'll stand him in good stead uh, for his new footballing podcast venture. Um, and I think, like you say, if you wish to listen to that, then uh, good luck to you. Um, OK, as, as Marina has said there, you can listen to some of our excellent shows uh, with our co-host Caroline Morris and Blue Scarfs on, on our Patreon site, as well as our Tactic Talks with the aforementioned Adam Thornton. They have a wonderful time capsule with Martin Ramsey. And um, in case you haven't picked up a copy of a newspaper today, uh, namely the Glasgow Evening Times, um, you may not know that Martin has written a book called The 50 Greatest Rangers Games. That was voted by Heart and Hand listeners. Um, and the book is selling absolute great guns. He gave me one, but he defaced it with a signature. So if people don't want to buy one, I'm selling mine. I can't be bothered reading it. I joke, obviously, it's absolutely fantastic. And a great um, stalking filler, if uh, maybe, Marina, you want to get that for Alan McGregor as well? Oh, perhaps, yeah, if he features. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he'll feature as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's in there at some point. I think you complained at the time that there wasn't photographs of him in it. Um, and as I say, you get daily updates from us as well. So please go and check it out if you'd like to be able to try and do that. You can get it on there for um, only a couple of couple of quid a month if that's what you want to be able to try and do. Uh, last thing for me to do is to thank your executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers, and obviously my, my ever-wonderful guest. And Marina, I promise you the next time we do a show together, we won't talk about testicles as much. Is that okay? That sounds good. That sounds good to me. Oh. Thank, thank you very much for having me on. Okay, perfect. And thank you very much for your time. Thanks, folks. David will be back with you for your flagship show on Monday, um, hopefully celebrating a very, very strong victory over Dundee United on Saturday. Um, and have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks all. <laughs> Podcast Network.